collection of wartime footage capturing military life in New Zealand during World War II has been made available to the public for the first time. It was shot between 1942 and 1943, so 80 years ago. And it was actually taken by Academy Award-winning US Marines cinematographer Norman T. Hatch. But much of it hasn't been seen since. Now it's been retrieved and archived by Ngā Taonga following a joint effort by filmmaker Steve LaHood and something called the Kapiti United States Marine Trust. Richard Benj is chair of that trust, and he joins me now. Hi, Richard. Hey. Nice to talk to you. How are you? I'm uh, really good, thank you. Uh, awesome. Thanks for the story. This is uh, really great to be able to talk about this really unique uh, collection. I don't think many people have heard the uh, heard of the Kapiti U.S. Marine Trust before. Can you tell us what that is for starters? I sometimes think it's the the little engine that could. It yeah. started as a group of, uh, it's always been voluntary run, on the Kapiti Coast because that's where the majority of the largest United States Marines camps were in the Queen Elizabeth Park area. But they were all the way through to Wellington and then, of course, Auckland and Northland. Massive uh, housing uh Camps, as far as the eye could see, huts and tents. Uh, and the Marines were here for just two years. They were in and gone, but the impact on the local people was phenomenal, as you can imagine. Yeah, I think this will come as a surprise to many people. I've covered stories about this before, but um, you know, it's 80 years ago now, so not many people listening will remember it uh, or even have heard some of these stories. Why were the US Marines here? Well, New Zealand was basically defenceless against Japan. Australia had been bombed. New Zealand was next. Um, our troops were in North Africa and working on the European war. And it was a deal that was done between the president and the prime minister to leave New Zealand troops in North Africa um, and bring Marines to New Zealand so that they could fight back up into the Pacific and island hop, um, moving the J- Japanese um, off and out, going north. But the, our story, the Kapiti U.S. Marines Trust, and being now held at Natanga, is one of the Kiwi backstory. It's like, who knew that New Zealanders would and could and did support all of this? And this is about Māori families preparing, you know, um, doing the planting of vegetables and being hospitable. This is about tourism, Marines travelling around New Zealand, but also about how do you build camps that will accommodate up to 40,000 people in a six-week period? It was, talk about social housing needs, you know, it was, <laughs> was achieved very quickly in 1944, uh, 1942 when they were on their way. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the footage and people can find it themselves on the Nga Taonga website. It's incredible, really. I'm looking at one visit to Ruatoria. They obviously got around a bit and, um, and saw a bit of New Zealand while they were here. And Kiwis were... Hugely hospitable. Remember, our boys were away, and the families of New Zealand responded very warmly, mainly because the Marines that came were very young 17 to 25 years old. They'd been swept up into this period of history very fast, and they were away from home. 
And so our families were very hospitable and people would go to churches or they would go you know, to the cities, on you know, the, the, the clubs and the nightclubs and such were established so that they could have leave, but often people would invite them into their homes or onto their farms. And there was a whole generation that maintained the links with the Marines. But it wasn't always happy. There was, there was problems. Uh, there was a fight in Manor Street that's recorded. Um, and there was a certain amount of jealousy, I understand, between New Zealand returned soldiers uh, because the Americans were really smartly dressed and had money to spend on huh. candy and gifts for women and families and friends. Yeah, which goes to my sort of next question is what, what sort of cultural impact did it have having thousands of American Marines showing up on little old New Zealand in the 1940s? Well, very quickly, we had to learn to freeze-dry vegetables. We very quickly had to improve and establish dry cleaning. We did bulk orders. We did, you know, uh, all these different things that we uh, didn't do before, including the income, learning about baseball. Baseball was played in uh, show games so that people could come and understand what baseball was like and the Americans had a bit of a, a go at being um, uh, losing at rugby. But um, So all these different cultural things happened and the big one was socially with the, the bands, that the, the various ships that provided uh, and brought the Marines to New Zealand, they had their own bands and the Marines had their own bands as well and this was rock and roll and jitterbugging and all that great music from the era. It really swept New Zealand up. Yeah, you got some footage from a dance there, some lucky local ladies getting to dance with Marines. Yeah, they're, they're great. It's great footage. It's uh, Some of the images are extremely beautiful portraits of people getting to know one another uh, as strangers, but then very quickly as friends. New Zealanders were extremely interested in the Marines because up until then, we'd only learned about Americans through Hollywood movies. And a lot of people in their remembering have said all the Marines seem to be like Hollywood movie stars because they had the exact same. So a bit of romance was had there. But what's marvellous about having a collection like this is we've got the proof that they were actually here and New Zealanders met them with such friendship and care because I, I can't imagine how terrifying it must have been to live in New Zealand at that time knowing we were about to be invaded. It just must have been terrifying. And then when the Marines arrived, there was a sort of national feeling of relief that A, we were going to be protective and maybe the war, the war was turning. Mm-hmm. So there's a sort of a... a and these films and these photographs capture that. Yes. So to these films and photographs, how did these come about? Well, we didn't know they existed. And um, we had a certain amount of them through the New Zealand National Film Unit collection, which they'd found their way into. But our filmmaker, Steve LaHood, um, made an exhibition uh, that received an award in... Uh, at the Marines headquarters and when he went to receive his award he met the filmmaker from the period Norm Hatch and Mm. he was a very senior man at that age and Norm Hatch said well not all my films and photographs were used because 
we went, the, the war changed and suddenly we were off into the Pacific and they never got um, put anywhere else other than an archive. So very quickly, with the help of the US Embassy and Nautaunga, we were able to find the funding and bring the collection to New Zealand because and the great thing about a national archive like Nautaunga is that is the memory of the nation. We We won't forget this incredible period of history because the images and the films are recorded. We shouldn't forget, this was a, we refer to this era as the people of the greatest generation. It was terrifying, there was lots of heroism, there was lots of tragedy. And and here it is, um, the Americans and the Kiwis being friends together, understanding one another and forming a bond of friendship. Did it take much effort to get the films digitised? This, this is a huge job. The, there was the initial digitising um, from the United States to New Zealand, but then so that that captures and preserves. But then Nataunga have run their process on it, so that each film, each photograph has a lot of curatorial work around it. So they're they're described, protected, uploaded onto particular servers. So that's all taken time and was a very important, slow process for good reason. Um, so I'm really, really very pleased. I mean, my father fought with the Marines in the Pacific. Hmm. So I'm, I've got a bit of a motivation here because, you know, his life was saved by them. And it's really good to know that this collection tells the truth. It reminds us who was here and what they looked like and what they sounded like and who we were, who, who the Kiwis were. How did we get on with these guys? Fantastic. Do you have a favourite film among them? I think the war games on Paikakariki Beach are just fascinating. There's a film where there's, um, it's a war game, it's an exercise where a plane is strafing the beach and dropping bombs and there are Hagen boats coming in off the sea and Marines coming up the beach onto Paikokariki. It's just phenomenal. It looks like an invasion. And, of course, they were practicing for a awful landing in Tarawa in the Gilbert Islands, which is now Kiribati, um, in which thousands and thousands of Marines were killed in that operation. It was one of the biggest tragedies of the South Pacific War. There's a tank hitting those dunes in Paikokariki as well. Yeah, camps, uh, uh, the tanks and uh, all manner of gunfire and all this was close to the village of Paikokariki. The people and the children were kept well away, but it, from the memories that we received from people who were alive at the time, it was remarkable. We ran a community meeting just the other day for an exhibition that's on now at the Paraparamu Library and one of the attendants people attending was a woman who was very young at the time and she remembered the intensity and the the excitement of having marines visit your house because they were so unusual and so like hollywood yeah and they really did make an impression on young people but all people and it it really means that it, it has a lot to do with the way kiwis responded in urgency at a very intense time. It must have been extremely intense, and then suddenly it was all over. They were gone. 
do we know who any of the people in the movies are? Yes, um, that is documented. Uh, some of them, I mean, the, one of the most famous ones is the visit of Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, she came on a tour of the Pacific to, as she said in the film, to thank the New Zealanders for taking care of our boys, she mm. says. Um, it's really very sweet. And just to see the turnout, uh, there's a parade in Wellington where she's going down the streets in a car and there's thousands of people waving to her. I mean, this is a very grateful New Zealand at a time when we were seriously under threat. Yeah. And what about the New Zealanders? I'm looking at a what appears to be the only colour film, which is a visit to the geysers in Whakarewarewa, um, and there are some local Māori people there. I wonder if any yeah, of their so ancestors... Yeah, Rangi, the famous Guide Rangi is there, and um, and her whānau are in the pictures, in the, in the uh-huh. living images. So uh, to have this cultural record um, is very important, um, and to know that um, the Americans learned and understood um, and appreciated Māori culture. Uh, it was really very exciting. And so after they yeah. left New Zealand, the, the relationship stayed. There was a lot of friendships maintained and Marines would come year after year in groups uh, to have reunions in New Zealand. And the last time we had a large group of veterans was for the 70th anniversary of um, the time of the Marines in New Zealand. And now we've had the 80th and Unfortunately, um, no more of our veterans um, can visit because they've either passed away or they're just too old. Yeah. Uh, and obviously good fun looking at these um, films and, and quite special to have them as well. Anything that you've learned from them that you didn't know before you watched them? Oh, yes. Just the extent of the camps and the the – this is, again, the New Zealand Capability. We laid out camps within six weeks with fully functioning sewage systems, uh, electricity, plumbing, heating, roads, um, water catchment, all manner of uh, infrastructure to be able to accommodate uh, marines. And this is in Kapiti and Wellington and across the Hutt Valley, Wairapa and then Auckland, Northland. The amount of infrastructure that happened is captured in these films. It's, and then after the war, it was all gone. I mean, people were allowed to buy or take the huts that were there, and all the infrastructure was closed down and moved away. It was like, were they ever here? Did it ever happen? And of course, these films and photographs tell us they were. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Lovely. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Richard Binge talking about this huge project to digitise some of the films of American Marines in New Zealand in the early 1940s. If you want to have a browse yourself, ngataonga.org.nz. Search Norman Hatch, that's the director or the filmmaker, and uh, all those films will pop up.